0: You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, and for that, I apologize.
1: Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal, Sanders. We are Sands, your good buddy Liv today, because this is a TSEC pod special, special, special uh, we don't do ve- we don't do guests very often, because one time we had fellow alum and NBA.com writer Pat Melrennan come on the podcast to talk about the Tyler Ennis NBA draft prospects, and it was a complete disaster. Uh, I don't blame Liv, and Liv doesn't blame me, but we both blame Pat for that. So Liv has banned guests and sports talk in general. Uh, But as the SU men's basketball season gets underway, I thought it'd be a great public service to our devoted listeners if we brought them a special treat. So without further ado, I bring you today's guest who comes from us from the campus of Syracuse University in the county of Onondaga within the state of New York. He's a native of Chicago, but from August to May, you can find him on WJPZ Radio, Citrus Television. W-A-E-R, and during the summery, moonlights on the dunes of the Cape, Firebird's broadcaster in the Cape Cod Baseball League, all while serving as the director of radio at orangefizz.net, Damon Amendolaro's for-profit orange-themed enterprise. Let's welcome to the podcast, Tyler Aki. Did I get that right, Tyler? Yes, you did.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: No problem. You're like the busiest man in Newhouse. What's going on, man? I,
0: I don't know, but I, all I know is that based on what you've told me so far about these guests, the bar is not very high for me. So I can't I can't fail. <laughs> you know I what? Can't fail. I have
1: found that if you set the bar low enough in life, you can succeed at no matter what <laughs> your endeavor is.
0: Well, that might be the case for Syracuse basketball this season.
1: Oh, don't tell me that, man. Don't tell me that. But wait, before we get into that, I need to know what's the weather like up there today.
0: It, it's not terrible. It's a, it's a little chilly. We have gotten snow already. I think there was like an inch or two earlier or at the end of last week. So there has been snow. It, it's nippy, but it's actually been bearable so far. Because I don't know uh, where you're doing this from right now, but this... Fall has been unbelievable. It's been 60s, it's been 70s, as late as into November. So it's been a very unorthodox year, and I'm just waiting for the worst to come at this point.
1: Yeah. You know, when you talk to old people, they, they all, uh, walk to class, you know, in two feet of snow, right? Right. Uphill mm-hmm. both ways. That's, that's that's me. I actually I actually <laughs> did that. That's uh that's not hyperbole. Yeah. So you take that fall weather and you can get it, man. You wear shorts into oh, into October, yeah. that's a good year. If
0: it if it's above fifty, I'm probably wearing shorts. It just especially nice. if you get into October. Above fifty, it feels like it's eighty.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You throw a block party, throw roll a keg out onto Walnut <laughs> exactly. Park and all of a sudden it's uh it's you know, it's Florida State University, right? In right, exactly. upstate New York. Uh, you're a Chicago guy?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Born and bred? Yes, sir.
1: How'd you get to Syracuse?
0: Well, I, I love the opportunity that Syracuse University presented me. And you look at, uh, it was kind of a toss-up for me. Do I want to go to Indiana or do I want to go to Syracuse? And it's actually funny because when I took my official visit at Indiana, uh, it was actually the day after Syracuse beat Indiana. Was it Was it the Elite Eight or Sweet Sixteen? it was in 20 ooh, what is this 2013 but it was the year they went to the final as, four and
1: okay so that would have been uh the final four was 13 13 so and
0: indiana i believe 16. was the game before that so okay um yeah it was funny i, I just visited I, I was going to go see the tournament cuz it was in Indy that weekend as well so Uh, I I made that pit stop at Indiana, and just by coincidence, Syracuse had beaten them to move on to the next round in the tournament at that stage, and um, I I really liked what I saw at Indiana, but I think uh, at Syracuse, there's so many things, I mean, you spit out all the names um, to me earlier and, and again this is Damon Amendolara's baby right here at Orange Fizz and he's been great to all of us and, and the opportunity and the the alum that you get to meet as a part of it like as a matter of fact I, I'm actually I'm going to go see Mike Tarico speak later today and then Bob Costas on Wednesday so that's yeah. all you need to know
1: yeah that's cool that's cool how does uh has DA how's DA treat you guys oh he's the treat best you guys like uh, is it like a uh, equal footing colleague type situation? Is it a mentor mentee? Is it a, you know, crack the whip, do what I say? Because <laughs> you guys don't know any better kind of deal. No, did, no, no, no. What's it, uh, what's day to day at the Fizz like?
0: He, he, DA, I cannot ask for a better person to kind of have oversee what we're doing at the Fizz. I, he has been great to us. Obviously, he's super successful in his own ventures on CBS radio. But I think that that's allowed us to have our Fizz Radio that appears on the Score 1260 in Syracuse every Saturday, and, and it's opened up this avenue for us that we otherwise wouldn't have. A lot of us that do the Fizz aren't working for the Daily Orange. The, we're just kind of trying to find a way to write, and the Fizz presents that. It lets us cover games. It, it's been awesome <coughs> to us. I, Whenever I, I see freshmen or, or underclassmen here, I always say, hey— uh, I think you should do, you should help us out at Orange Fizz because this has been an awesome environment for us. Uh, a number of great people have come through the Fizz. Uh, you, you look, Mike Cousins, he's at ESPN now. Kevin Fitzgerald at ESPN now. Craig Hoffman, he's working, he's a Redskins beat reporter in, in Washington, D.C. There's so many great people, and, and you make that connection as well. And, and DA is the leader of it all, He he's overseen it for quite some time now. And it's only going to get better, especially with uh, as it develops more and more. I mean, even this year, we've taken a huge step expanding to more podcasts, um, the graphics that we're putting out on Twitter as well. It, I think that I really like the stuff that we're doing at the Fizz, and it's all because DA has granted us this opportunity.
1: That's cool. The 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 vibe that I get as a you know as a casual alumni armchair fan is it it's a it's a it's an alternative to the dl i don't know i don't know if that's what you guys are are setting out to do but you know it covers the the same stuff i want to know about in a little bit of a different platform yeah you know the do is 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 around and it gets me as an alumni what i need to get but I don't know media has changed especially online digital media right. especially when it comes to to trying to juxtapose print with audio and you guys do that you guys do that pretty well for for student run organization you guys are, are definitely top
0: notch. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I'm not taking anything away from the DO because there are some great people there. Uh, uh Sam Fortier, he he writes for the Ringer as well. Matt Gutierrez is a stud. I mean, I, he's one of my best friends at this university, and, and I can't say enough about him and how we feed off of each other as well. But I think we're different. Uh, the D.O. is going to tell you the nuts and bolts, what you need to know. They're, remember, at the end of the day, their job is to report news. There's not as much speculation. Blog, anyone can anyone can write a blog. Um and, and what we do is more opinion-based. Yes, we're giving you some of the news, but we're also giving you our twist on it. Can this guy be an effective shooting guard? Is he fit for the two-three zone? Will he fit in Dino Babers' system? As opposed to the Do, they're more telling you this is who he, this is who this recruit is. This, these are their stats. Um, how many stars do they have, et cetera, et cetera. They don't necessarily give their own spin on it. So we're different, but we're both, I think we both do a very good job at doing, at conveying what we're supposed to convey. And, and the, the do is great. I am good friends with a lot of people at that place. And I can't say enough about what they do and, and the people that they've produced in the past as well.
1: So the way I stumbled upon you is I was doing a little research uh, for the upcoming basketball season as I'm apt to do. Um, just to make sure I don't sound like an idiot when I go to parties <laughs> the or goal? I talk to, you know, fellow alum. And I stumbled upon your uh, preseason uh, podcast that you did with colleague uh, Tim Leonard. You yep. did a great comprehensive mm-hmm. uh, preview, uh, which uh, listeners can find on orangefizz.net. I'm assuming you guys are on iTunes, SoundCloud, yep. mm-hmm. all the all, yep. the all that jazz. podcast yep. distributors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recommend that any hardcore hoops fan go listen to that. But but speaking for the average fan that just doesn't want to look like a dummy, I want to look like I'm still tuned in without putting in a lot of research. Want to know what do I need to know about this team? How does this team compare to other teams in the past? What's the roster look like? What are three or four fun little tidbits I can take to cocktail parties and impress my friends? What look out for as we head into non-conference and, and then obviously ACC play?
0: I think the first thing you need to know about this team is it is super, super young. They actually don't have a real senior on this team. You, you look top to bottom. Uh, it's going to be led by Tyus Battle. He is he he's the leading returning scorer from last season. And, and Battle, he's going to have to shoulder the load after losing a lot of the scoring production last year. You remember last season... There were they Syracuse had four or five guys who could really score the ball in their lineup. This year, you're looking at more of two to three guys who you're gonna depend on night in and night out to be scores for you. Syracuse lost four of its five starters. The only returning one is Tyus Battle. Now, don't get me wrong, Battle's a stud, but he's gonna have to step into a different role. Last year he could kind of get away with being that third maybe fourth scoring option, even if he was the most talented scorer on the team. But as a sophomore, he's really got to step into that leading role. And he's going to be surrounded by a lot of guys who don't necessarily know what they're doing out there, uh, per se. O'Shea Brissett is a super talented freshman, and I think that he's been... He's just been a little nervous these first couple of games, as evidenced by a 3-for-13 showing in, in Game 1 against Cornell. So he's just got to get his feet under him. And I think he's a super talented guy. He's, he played in Canada uh, in, for his senior season of high school. But he also, when he did play in the States, he was playing at Finley Prep High School. And if people don't know that name, they should because it's produced a number of pretty, pretty good players college athletes and even some NBA players as well. It's one of those distinguished prep schools. You put that in a class with like an Oak Hill, Montverde. And speaking of Montverde, they actually have another player who played at Montverde, Howard Washington. He was a teammate of Ben Simmons in high school. So I think the the thing that you need to know about some of these guys is it's not going to click right out of the gate and there's a lot of new faces and a lot of learning that you're going to have to do. You're going to see a lot of guys out there and be like, "Who the hell is that?" And, and it's going to take some adjusting. But at the end of the day, it's going to hinge on what these freshmen can do if Syracuse wants to have success this season at all.
1: I kind of feel like that's been the that's been the pattern, right, for the last mm-hmm. yeah. couple of years. Is is let's hey, we got a talented base of under, underclassmen, let's let them gel and let's you know let's let's figure out what they can do and, and and sit back and watch and you know sometimes that comes to fruition and and sometimes it falls flat. If you had to pick is this closer to 2016 or closer to 2017?
0: In terms of uh finish? Expectations, yeah, yeah. Expectations. ability
1: to finish, um um where we'll end up at the end of the season. Yeah.
0: I, I definitely say it's it's probably, in terms of expectations, we're probably looking at lower than 2016. Because, yes, I mentioned the youth on this team, but none of these guys were top 100 recruits. And that's something that Syracuse has never done before. They've never had a, had a class where it did not feature a top 100 recruit ever since ESPN started putting out their rankings. And I, I think that with all of that, yes, there's a little risk, but... Keep in mind, Syracuse needs to play to its system. This is a complete system-type program, the 2-3 zone. O'Shea Brissett is freakishly long. So is Barama Sadibe. And I'll tell you what, from watching these first couple of games, the preseason as well as the opener against Cornell, Barama Sadibe might be the most underrated freshman in the entire ACC when it's all said and done. And he kind of flew under the radar. He... He wasn't really fully acclimated to basketball. He was in Mali. He grew up in Mali. Then he moves to Spain, and then he plays uh, his high school ball in New Jersey. So this is a guy who really just had to kind of get the basketball groove of things in order to be successful. And he went to some showcases, and he was phenomenal at the Jordan Brand Classic this past summer. And really, I, I-, I think he could be one of the most special freshmen. I I'm not gonna say he's a lock to be. Uh, on the ACC all freshman team because when you look at that Duke roster there's probably five guys who could make up that team itself and but Barama Sadeve is going to give them a run for their money and he he's going to end up being one of the best centers in the ACC by the time his SU career is done so he's the guy I really think you got to look out for but in terms of expectations as a whole they're not very good. Syracuse was pegged as the number 10 team in the ACC this season. And that might even be a little generous. You look at how they've started with some of these slow starts against against the the preseason games versus some D two schools, and then against Cornell, you're falling behind early as Jimmy Bayheim just kind of carries the ship. So I think that what you're going to need to see is quick development out of these young guys if Syracuse is going to even try to sniff a tournament bid this year.
1: Okay, so. That gives me a couple guys to watch. It gives me a little bit of background. Give me, give me three or four dates. I got to mark my calendar. Make sure I put some so- time aside for a little appointment television. What's uh, what's the schedule look like? What should I be paying attention to? You know, Syracuse non-conference schedule is always soft.
0: Um, well, that, that's a little different this year, actually. I, I know. Uh, that that's okay. always been the knock on Bayheim. that oh he doesn't schedule anyone in the non-conference there's some pretty good teams in here uh, and it starts actually this coming Monday against Oakland because they've got some very special players on that team now one of its best players is actually going to be out for that game with a suspension but stepping right in is Kendrick Nunn and this is a guy who I've actually watched ever since he was a freshman in high school at Simeon and if you don't know about that there's so much that's where Derrick Rose went Jabari Parker went and Kendrick Nunn was a part of a team, a Simeon program that won four straight Illinois high school championships. And if you know anything about Illinois high school basketball during that time frame, that was kind of the peak of it. You had the kind of a passing of the torch of... Uh, of Jabari Parker and Kendrick Nunn, he gives it off to Jalil Okafor, who goes on to be the number three pick in the NBA draft. Now it's Jalen Brunson, or that after that it was Jalen Brunson, and these are the guys that they were going up for. Brunson's now the point guard of Villanova, and he was a very, a very big contributor to that team that won the national championship just two years ago. So Kendrick Nunn's a guy you got to watch out for on Oakland. After Oakland, though, it, that's when the non-conference really gets kind of fun because you got. Kansas down in Miami, and this is a good Kansas team once again. Again, it's death taxes and Kansas winning the Big 12 over there. And then after that, you go UConn, play a neutral site game at Madison Square Garden. Then you travel to Georgetown. So this is actually a pretty fun non-conference. You you get a taste of Patrick Ewing in that Georgetown game. So I'm sure that makes alum like you (laughs) super excited and super stoked for stuff like that. And it, you you like to see Syracuse still try to sprinkle in some of those old Big East games, just so you you capture the older generations as well as the newer ones as well.
1: So on paper, I get it, I get it. So Kansas is legit; they're they they're, they're going to win the Big Twelve every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, from from my perspective, Connecticut and Georgetown have obviously seen better days. Right. Um, that game, that Madison Square Garden game, is an hour from my house door to door. I can sit uh, from my Barker lounger into one of the blue seats at Madison square garden in about an hour, but on a Tuesday night at nine o'clock, is it, is it worth getting a ticket and going in to see that, going in to see that game or like, honestly, just between me and you eh, Uh, pass.
0: I'll put it this way. The way I see the, the Syracuse-UConn game is I want to see how Syracuse plays leading up to it because this could, <laughs> this has a potential to be a, a mid-tier NIT team, but it also could snag itself maybe an 11 seed in the tournament as well. I, I think that it, it depends. How badly do you want to see Syracuse basketball this year? Are you content with it being on uh, j- just watching it on, on, on ESPN or do you want to get the full glimpse of it? Because... Uh, there are some super special players on the Syracuse team. Tyus Battle is going to be a guy who's going to go on to the NBA. Burama Sidibe is super fun to watch and, and just a, a loose guy that I think is going to really capture the hearts of some of these Syracuse fans. And O'Shea Brissett is freakishly talented. I talked to a Canadian scout last spring about O'Shea, and he he said, I don't like making comparisons, and, and, this, and I don't know exactly who I would compare O'Shea to. But his game reminds him a lot of Tracy McGrady. And that's just how freakishly special this guy could be if he's given the opportunity to succeed. And quite frankly he's going to have the opportunity as a freshman. He's not going to be put on that Jim Bayheim leash that some of these other guys do where you make one mistake, you're coming and sitting next to me. So... If they let O'Shea kind of explode and go off the chain, there could be there are some fun players on the Syracuse team, and and I mean it doesn't get better than Madison Square Garden, uh, so why not? Why go go out and get yourself a ticket?
1: All right, fair enough, fair enough. That's it. You heard it here. I just now need to find somebody to go to the game with and somebody <laughs> buy me a hot dog and a beer, and it is a successful evening. 2018 ACC tournament, as you mentioned, we're picked. 10th in the ACC preseason poll, but you've got our upside being high, yeah. The- our floor being relatively fixed. You see a run. You see something special in the postseason. Do you see these young guys gelling as a behind team? has been known to do from time to time whether you're talking 88 whether you're talking 2003 whether you're talking 2013 that's something that we have traditionally been able to foster with guys like this what are what are your thoughts are you booking a hotel room uh, for uh, the barkley
0: center probably not i the way that i see the syracuse team is there's like you mentioned there the the ceiling and floor is they're on complete ends of the spectrum because you look at this team that's got so much youth in it and what are these guys going to be? We know that Barama Sidibe is probably going to be pretty good based on what we've seen early on. And then O'Shea Brissett's going to be given the keys to the car even as a freshman. But what is Marek Dolezal going to bring? He's the, he's the biggest question mark. He, he comes from Slovakia and really there's a lot of unknowns with him and Jim Beheim says yeah he's he doesn't bring that typical European style of play where he's just gonna be a shooter for you granted he can shoot the ball but Jim Beheim says it's not as good as many of the other European guys that you're used to but what I've seen out of Marek Dolajai early on is that he is long and he can play defense in this 2-3 zone and Usually, you don't see freshmen pick up right away how to grasp this type of defense, but he's out there getting steals. I think in the first preseason game, he had like five steals or something like that, and then he's also getting boards. Now, the thing about him is that I think he's listed at 180 pounds, but that might be 180 pounds with like a 30-pound vest on him, because this guy is (laughs) stick thin, and You look at him, and you think there's no way his body's built for the ACC. So I'm really interested to see how he stacks up once you play the teams like Maryland, Kansas, Georgetown, UConn, and then you move into ACC play. Can he translate that right there? So it's really going to depend on what these freshmen can do. You're going to need something out of them, and quickly— because you, Syracuse, you look at that opening ACC slate, and it's pretty brutal. You're staring at potentially 0-4, 0-5 in conference play right out of the gate. So you're going to have a lower seed. Maybe they win one of the, the early games, because I know there's there's kind of like the play-in structure as well to, to get on to later in the tournament. And, and I guess that still counts as an ACC tournament win. But you're going to be doing it against probably like a, a pit type team.
1: Very nice. Very nice. Tyler Tyler, Aki, before we get you out of here, we'll play a little game. I'm going to test your orange aptitude in a little exercise we like to call Four Questions. I've got four Syracuse-themed trivia questions for you. Each one is 11 points for a perfect score of 44. At the end of the year, the points leader can redeem his or her points for something out of the Two Sorry Excuses prize closet, which also doubles as my basement. Luckily for you, all of our other guests have been colossal failures. You need to beat a 23 in order to take the lead into the clubhouse as we round out 2017. Are you ready to play? Let's do it. Four questions. Question number one. Buzz Shaw, former Syracuse University Chancellor or star of Pixar's Toy Story?
0: Buzz Shaw. Let's see.
1: Former Syracuse University chancellor or star animated film Toy Story.
0: I'm gonna go Syracuse Chancellor because that that's too easy. Buzz Lightyear. Syracuse you Chancellor. You are
1: correct. Kenneth Buzz Shaw preceded Nancy
0: Nancy Cantor. Cantor All right.
1: As Syracuse uh, uh, Chancellor. All right. Number two. Uh, your best. Syracuse University athletics memory.
0: Uh, best Syracuse University memory. All right. Um, I get. I haven't really been around this program so too much. So I guess it's it's almost a toss up between the Clemson win and the Final Four. But if I had to pick one, I'm gonna go the the final four run just because that was a little extra special to me I got to go back home to Chicago to see those games against Gonzaga and and um, who they played the around before that um, why is this escaping me now uh, oh and Virginia and, and it was even more special because uh, my mom is actually a Virginia alum so there was some trash talking there and, and she at, at halftime she's getting all all riled up and and we weren't sitting together. Um, per se she was sitting with a college friend and I was with some of my buddies so she she's not talking trash all the way but she she is texting me every once in a while and then when it all comes down I see the disappointment on her face after it and that was you never want to see your mom upset but in a situation like that I think it counts
1: <laughs> come on have some sympathy for moms hey
0: I mean Get her some slack. they beat us she was talking she always talks trash when Virginia does anything Uh, in basketball, and and during the regular season, I remember Syracuse played a close game with the Cavaliers. She's talking smack, and and then you get to the actual tournament, and Syracuse pulls off that unlikely upset, and then the next year they pull another unreal upset over Virginia, and and I'm texting her, hey, are you watching the Cuse game, and Cuse-Virginia game, and she's like, no, I'm at work, what happened? I was like, they blew another big lead, and and Beheim got his unofficial 1,000th.
1: So that, that's yeah, a been right, a nice little enough.
0: rivalry in my family, and then I have a brother that goes right, to Georgia Tech too. So There's, oh, it's yeah, an a, ACC, ACC brother. Very yeah. nice.
1: Yeah, very nice. Uh, number three: True or false? I once met Bill Raftery and Sean McDonough at Fagans after a basketball game, and Sean McDonough was kind of a dick. True or false?
0: Ooh! All of that adds up until you say Sean McDonough was kind of a dick. Um yeah. I guess I'll have to say. Well, keep in mind, McDonough's probably has to corral Raph the entire time, too. So he, he doesn't want any outside distractions. So I'm going to say true.
1: Uh, absolutely true. You painted a very accurate picture. What Did I left I? out of the equation was I was wearing a New York Yankees hat. So that uh, helps okay. uh, throw a little fuel onto the fire. Yeah, and yeah, finally, yeah. number four. What? Is your favorite color?
0: Oh, it's orange.
1: Correct, sir, and for a grand total of 38 points, points off for giving ma the business. However, Tyler Hockey, you are the leader in the clubhouse with 38 points on two sorry excuses for questions uh tyler tell the folks how they can find you and follow you online whether they can read your stuff listen to your podcasts how do we keep in touch with you yeah so you
0: can find us for orange fizz we're on twitter you can find us at orange fizz we're also on facebook soundcloud itunes so be sure to find us there subscribe to our podcast we also do fizz radio every saturday for all the syracuse locals out there on the score 1260 all those full episodes Get uploaded to our iTunes podcasts as well as on SoundCloud as well, so you can check out all that great content. We've got some great interviews. We've talked with a bunch of the new recruits for 2018 Basketball and Football. We just talked with Darius Baisley. uh, um, And then actually the other day, it hasn't been posted yet, so this is a little preview of what's to come, but we had a chat with Buddy Beheim too. So that's coming up very shortly as well, so be on the lookout for that. And then me personally, you can find me on Twitter at TylerAki underscore.
1: Tyler, great stuff. You come back around uh, tournament time. Yeah, Talk a little sure. uh, NCAA Hey, you know how to
0: find me now? Just hit me up. I'm always I'm always down.
1: Thank you very much, sir. All right, then. On that note, with apologies to Girk's brother, we will see you guys next week.